Okay, I technically I broke my ceiling fan uh, because another part of finding the key to the universe is hanging from it naked. You do that, you know, strip your clothes off, throw your bookshelf over, and uh, then your parents handcuff you. Why my parents have handcuffs? Let's not think about that right now. All right, <laughs> I don't need to answer that question. Anyway, this story ends with me going to the hospital thinking I'm still on this this journey. And uh, the thing I really regret is not studying the dictionary more because I really wish I knew what the word catheter meant when they threatened me with that. <laughs> Could have really solved a lot of problems, you know, but I did not. And uh, it hurt to pee for a couple days afterwards. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Cool. I'm not done yet. I still have two minutes, but thank you. Are you just cheering for me? That was the end of the story. All right. That was the end of the story. <sighs> yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, that's what I keep telling people, but nobody listens. That's fine. What else do I want to fucking talk about? Oh, yeah. Did you know in The Wizard of Oz uh, that the dog made twice as much money as the munchkins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that dog. Also, mysteriously, uh, the dog got injured on set. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of those small people kicked the shit out of that dog. <laughs> like, are you, would you not? You're like, if you're like, I got a bologna sandwich today, which the chef keeps cutting into small versions of bologna sandwiches because he thinks it's fucking hilarious. That's not enough food for a midget, okay? That's my point. What else was he going to say? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh, Luck, right? Andrew Luck? Yeah, right? Everybody hear about this guy? I'm sure we're all familiar with the fact that he retired. Right, is everybody cool with that? You guys cool with the fact that he retired? Is that pretty understandable? It's like, I don't get people who just don't, like, aren't on board with it. They're like, I can't believe he would just throw away millions of dollars in an opportunity at glory. You're like, yeah, right. Also, uh, to be a lot more retarded. You'd be like, you're going to be pretty fucking... Your values change. What you want to buy changes quite a lot with that money. You're like, Champ says he wants a bouncy house. We're going to get him a bouncy house... So uh, that's what he wants right now, all right? You just, you know, actually, I wish I was retarded. Things would be so much easier. Like, I wouldn't have to pretend like I'm interested in some movie. And like, I give a shit about Muriel Hemingway or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Whatever actress is winning hearts and minds at the moment. Um, yeah, I guess that's where I'll end it. I want to be retarded. Okay, so if anybody can help me out with that, let's have some paint. All right, thank you very much. So welcome back, your host. Give it up, give it up, give it up. Guys, we got one more comic before your headliner. Are you guys ready to, to fucking for the, the home for home the home road the home stretch? That's the that, that's the two words that you're supposed to gather. Words hard, yes. Guys, your next comic. You guys gotta get really excited. He runs a show every Wednesday at the Par Pine Tar Grill. Uh, it's like two miles that way. Everybody, give it up for Billy Gauss. All right, thank you so much, Hayden. Fantastic. Let me press that red button. Uh, I, you know, we're, we're obviously mostly comics in here, uh, and. You know, comedy is obviously a, a learning experience. We try to learn with every single set that we do. Uh, and tonight I learned a valuable lesson. Uh, and that is, uh, if you are provided with a flyer for a show, uh, read the fucking flyer. Uh, yeah, make sure you go to the right place, all right? I, I went to a different venue and then I came here. Uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, that's, a, that's a unprofessional. Uh, I'll be uh, I'll be frank with you folks. I uh, before I came here, I uh, 
uh, took a quarter of an Adderall, crushed it up into a fine powder, and snorted it right up my nose. Uh, so now I can only focus on what an uphill battle I face. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to be here. I uh, I I'm proud to be here at Mutiny Radio because this is a this is a San Francisco institution, and uh, I myself uh, I'm born and raised here in San Francisco, and I have stopped asking audiences if anybody else is. Uh, I'm uh, not going to willingly inject silence into my set. All right. If there's going to be silence, I want it to be on my terms. I want it to be for the right reasons. Okay. Uh, and there's, uh, you know, I'm proud to be uh, from San Francisco. I'm proud to be a San Francisco native, but uh, I, I, I do need to admit, uh, this is kind of a common theme among uh, the, the remaining San Francisco natives here. And I'm sure you probably feel the same way being from Oakland, uh, but I've, I've conceded too much of my personal identity to being a San Francisco native. Like I'm, I'm I'm half Billy and half native. I'm half Billy, half Frisco. You know, I, you know I, that's that's not good. Like when it's my time to go, my obituary is just going to be a low resolution picture of a Giants hat, uh, a list of my favorite taquerias, all closed, uh, replaced by Panera, and the words "He should have traveled more." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Survived by his three daughters, Mission, Market, and Lombard. Mm. I, I, that's true. I'm, I'm not well-traveled. I'm not. I've been outside the country two times. Been to Mexico two times. Been to Mexican jail one time. And now I'm allowed back in Mexico zero times. Every time I go to customs, they go, no mas Guillermo. And here's a word of advice. If you ever uh, find yourself in the Tijuana jail, like I found myself in the Tijuana jail, here's what you need to know. Uh, if you're an American, you're a white American in the Tijuana jail, you are that night's entertainment. All right? It is just, it's going to be the roast of whatever your name is. Uh, and do I know this factually? No, because I don't speak any Spanish. But here's what I do know. In the Tijuana jail, there were eight holding cells with about 20 people each. And only one of those cells had my gringo ass. And only one of those cells rang with laughter all night long. Uh, I've been trying to crack. This Tijuana story is my white whale of comedy. I've been trying to crack this nut since the day I started. The first set I ever did, I told this story. Two highly mixed results. Uh, And... And I've been I've been trying to crack this nut, but I, I'm starting to realize that I can't make it funny because it wasn't really funny when it happened. Uh, but one funny thing did happen in the jail cell. Right? I was uh, talking to the guy next to me uh, in in broken Spanish, broken English, or rather broken Spanish, broken English. Radio people, I just did I did a, I did an act out. You can't see it. All right, so we were we were having difficulty communicating. But I realized at a certain point that he was asking me why I was in jail. And the short answer is that I could not pay a cab fare. The long answer is that I got drugged and had my bank account drained. Uh, but I don't know those words. I could, I knew how to say no peso poor taxi. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I said. Uh, and I, he asked me, 
I understood he asked me what was the fare. And I said, 100 pesos. And in crystal clear English, he went, 10 bucks? <laughs> I'm very proud to be a San Francisco, but, uh, be a San Francisco native, but uh, I should clarify, I have not lived here my whole life. Oh, come on, man. I'll tell you where. I lived in Mobile, Alabama for a little while. I lived in Minneapolis, Minnesota for a few years. And I'm grateful for those experiences, okay? You stay in one place too long, and you can get myopic. So those two uh, excursions were very valuable for me. I, uh, I, I was taught a lot. For instance, in Mobile, I was taught the proper way to eat peel and eat shrimp. Uh, I was also taught that it was about states' rights. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was taught that. The key difference is that nobody volunteered the proper way to eat peel and, sh peel and eat shrimp. I had to ask. The, the other thing was volunteered dozens of times, all right? When I was down there, I went to an alligator farm, uh, and uh, I was with a tour group of about 15 other people, and the, the docent asked, uh, before we get started, is anybody here from out of town? Out of state. Uh, that's uh, the, you, you're misconstruing what's happening here. Uh, and I, exactly, exactly. So I appreciate the enthusiasm, love the participation, but I want to continue with the story. They asked, uh, is, "Is anybody else from out of town?" And I raised my hand and I said, "I'm I, I'm from San Francisco." And suddenly the Gators were no longer the object of curiosity. Uh, I had eyeball. I had 30 eyeballs on me, and the docent, to her credit, was a total pro. She did not blink an eye. She said, "Wow, San Francisco. That's the farthest we've heard in a while." Uh, in fact, me and my brother, we went to San Francisco last summer. We had a great time. We we had some sourdough. We rode the cable car. Went down that curvy street, um, and uh, and uh, oh fuck, I forgot the punchline. So so the tour continued. The tour continued. And she pointed out, she's pointing out uh, everything she could see. And at a certain point, we went around a corner and she said, oh, and if you keep your eyes peeled, we have our main attraction over there, our biggest alligator. We call him King Chomper. King Chomper is 18 feet long. He weighs 800 pounds. And he doesn't ask questions he doesn't want to know the answer to. He doesn't abuse Southern hospitality. Uh, I'm trying to figure out the exact punchline for this. Uh, and the uh, exact punchline for this, we'll I'm trying to work that out in the open mic after this. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, I'm just going to say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Billy Gauss, everybody. I like, Billy, I could believe if you were like in any major city in America, and you said you're a native there. I would believe you just have like a look that you belong in a place. You're like a native. I don't know. That's a. W I do like the the premise that you've ceded too much of your personality identity to being a native. That's a very juicy premise. You know the thing I do is like I'm like whenever I hear like someone's an immigrant, I'm like, oh, you moved here from El Salvador. That's so cool. You moved here from Japan. That's very cool. You moved here from Massachusetts. Fuck you. Move home. <laughs> Move back to your fucking city, motherfucker. <laughs> this is for fucking, this place is, Oakland's for natives, motherfucker. Yeah. Guys, 
Uh, we've, we're almost at the end of the show. We just have your headliner left. Uh, before I bring him in, uh, I'm just going to say, the, the quick PSA, this is a really cool venue that we all get to perform at, and that's very nice. And, uh, you know, just like ev- every establishment under capitalism, uh, they need money to do things and to exist. And maybe uh, you should consider putting money in the, the jar right there. Or on their website, they have a, a donate button, I am told. Uh, and you can do that and that would help this place exist longer than it might otherwise uh, and on that note I'm going to make your headliner are you guys ready for a headliner? Yay! that was enough applause if like I was coming back up here but this is your headliner he needs like 10 times that I'll ask you guys one more time are you guys ready for your headliner? Close enough. Guys, your headliner is a fucking crusher. He put this whole shing together. Everyone give it up for the one, the only, Warhol Kaufman. I grew up middle class, but I worked my way down to poverty. Poverty's like quicksand. It drags you down. It's hard to build a foundation. The main difference is you can't suck and fuck your way out of quicksand. I'm going to give longer sets to the comics who are inside. I want to give Kaiser an hour on the open mic and everyone else a minute. It's weird being black in America, like we don't get invited to auctions anymore. Used to get all the invites. You know, I'm tired of being misquoted, you know? It's like, I get up here on the mic, I say what I say, that's fine. You wanna quote me, you can quote me, that's fine. But don't misquote me, you know what I'm saying? Like. I never said white people are stupid. I didn't say white people are stupid. I never said white people are stupid. I didn't say white people are stupid. But Europe's not a continent. I like white people because white people know everything except how racist they are. The good thing about white supremacists is at least they're white. I used to live in Portland. Someone wrote nigger on the fence across from my door. I was like, I'm home. (laughs) I was working on Valencia at this venue. It wasn't a bar. We didn't have a tap. Just put the bottles out in the bar. People look at me, look at the bottles. They go, I have a nigger, a nigger, a nigger, a nigger, a nigger, a nigger, a I went to Five Guys. Five Guys does not give a fuck about your peanut allergy. Go fuck yourself. But back in the day, the doctor wouldn't sit you down and say, your son has a peanut allergy. He would just tell you, your son is dead. Would you like a peanut? They're delicious. 
So I was at the mall. This young white teenager made eye contact with me. And under his breath, he goes, my nigger, a Denzel fan. Guys, I fell in love with Keanu Reeves. I think he could be the one. I want to get a small terrier, keep it indoors, and name it 9-11. 9-11 was an inside dog. I did the show in Vegas. I saw a guy with the Chewbacca costume take off his mask. Wookie mistake. I'm pretty inspired by the civil rights movement. So much so. I want to make a movie. It's a porno. We open on Rosa Parks going down on Baird Rustin, who's got a black power fist up Malcolm's ass. Coretta Scott is writing an essay on her forehead. They found the Golden State Killer. 30 years, someone was murdering people all over California for 30 years. Who knew it was the police? Who could have predicted? It was the police. I don't know if you heard, there's a lot of young black men getting shot while handcuffed in the back of cop cars. Makes me wonder, like, do cops not watch Tarantino films? It's a lot of cleanup. So I was trying to think about, like, what would happen. Trump kind of acts like a rapper, so I was trying to think, like, if Trump was a rapper, what would it... What would it be? What, what, would he, what would he rhyme, you know? Like, he wants to be a gangster, I feel like. I feel like with so much drama in the RNC, it's kind of hard representing the GOP, but I somehow, some way, keep coming up with phony old facts like every single day, may I build a shitty wall for the G's and Ban a couple Muslims if I please, and do-si-do round the truth of global warming because Obama ain't home. I got banning in the living room, lighting the cross. He ain't going home till 11, 11 o'clock. So who you want to ban? I got a pocket full of numbers for the homies in Iran. So turn out the whites at the borders. We writing out executive order. All right. So, I have a dog. My dog is a homosexual foot fetishist. His collar says, CB Cerberus, private investigator. He's a private investigator. You guys wanna know the secret to comedy? I actually figured it out. Not for myself, it doesn't really help me. I found the secret to making other comics better. You gotta piss them off before they get on stage. 
I love a show with pissed off comics, man. It's always better. Motherfuckers like to get up here and they have nothing to say, but when they're pissed off, they just got an agenda. My favorite set I ever heard Mike Spiegelman do, he hated my intro so much he got up and fucking murdered it. I love that kid. How you doing, baby? <laughs> Let me think. I was over here. It was like, and your next comic, I think it was basically like that. Your next comic is a human being. He was like, I've been doing comedy for 20 years. Like, he used to produce shows for, like, Pat Oswalt would be on. He's like, you have some goddamn, he's great. I fell in love with my dog, like, three weeks ago. Like, deeply in love. And it never happened to me before. I've had dogs. I've liked them, you know. I had a terrier that got torn into shreds by a pit bull. It hurt. You know, I lost a dog in a divorce. I miss her very much. But I don't know what happened with this fucking puppy, dude. I saw him with, like he was like a little sick puppy. Just like looking up at me like, what the fuck, man? And he grew into this huge monster and we danced together and we are so in love. I'm not gay. The way I know I'm not gay is every time I have sex with men, I don't enjoy it. Like, the thing I don't get about incest is I just have a brother. If you think about it, pedophiles are the original hipsters. I love you so much. I love you so much. You're so fucking cute. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're so good. That's my boy. That's my baby. Oh, my God. All right, come get it, baby. I love you, dude. He writes my jokes, actually, but. So, uh, you want to hear about the time I went to the psych ward? All right, so this is what happened, right? I used to have this friend named Jamie. Jamie was hella cool. I love Jamie so much. Jamie, <laughs> I first heard about Jamie when she moved on to the floor I was living on in the dorm my first year of college. I went to Oberlin College. I went to school with Ben Sinclair. We were in the same acting classes. He, uh, he has a show called High Maintenance on HBO. I went to school with Sarah Violet Bliss. She has a show called Search Party on TBS. I went, I went to school also in my acting class with those two was Deanna Reasonover. She's on like a CSI or something show right now. Uh, I went to school with Avery Monson. He was in my acting class. He has a bestseller, New York Times bestseller. He's on like, he's been on 30 Rock and hell of shit, he's on Marin. I'm like the least <laughs> successful person, I think, that I went to school with who's still actively making art and performing. I think there's other ones who are like more successful than me outside of the field. I think I'm like the one. I'm like, I'm like the, uh, I'm the runt of the litter. Uh, but Jamie was like a legend. Jamie fucking moved onto the third floor of Burton. And she was in a triple on one end, three ladies. I was in a triple on the other end, three dudes. The, the, the dudes I was living with, it was so strange. Somehow the three of us managed to be polar 
like triangulated into polar opposites. We all were completely different from each other. We all loved music. We always wanted music on. We hated each other's music. Everything any of the other ones would play. It was amazing. She lived with these two other girls, but she moved with this dude that me and my friends called him 36 because he looked like he was 36, but he was actually 32, but he moved into the dorm with her across the country from LA. He moved to Ohio to live in a dorm with an 18-year-old girl. He was a real stand-up guy. He was a good... So uh, he got kicked out because he wasn't allowed to sleep in the room with the other girls because they were creeped out. So Jamie and this dude, 36, were sleeping in the fucking like in the lounge next door, but he got kicked out of there because he like had a knife or something. He showed somebody a knife and then it was like, we don't want you in the dorm. So then they were sleeping on the other side of campus. Then he ended up going to jail. He was a good guy. But Jamie was wild. I remember one time me and Jamie spent hours trying to extract the opiate from poppies with heated water. And we drank it and just basically got sick. It's kind of like how if you eat enough nutmeg, you'll get sick, you know? Uh, Jamie used to do crack sometimes. And I would ask Jamie, like, Jamie, why would anybody do crack after the 1980s? And Jamie said, because it's awesome. Jamie was wild. One time we fucked raw after drinking a fifth of vodka in a Santa Rosa movie theater while... What's that Irish movie that, like, those two Irish assassins? Boondock Saints 2 was playing, yeah. And I forgot it happened. The only reason I remember is I talked to her one time. She was like, yeah, I remember that time we fucked in the... I was like, oh, shit, yeah, how do you remember that? She was like, oh, well, two weeks later, I found my tampon. It's like, word. Still inside. So Jamie was wild. So what happened was a few years ago... I contacted Jamie on a Tuesday, and I was like, hey, Jamie, what's good? How you doing? And Jamie messaged me back on Facebook, I'm dead. I was like, Jamie's so crazy, man. Jamie's so crazy. So then a week later, I saw all these Facebook posts from people I knew, like, rest in peace, Jamie. I miss Jamie. Love Jamie. And I was like, no, that's Obviously, Jamie's not dead because she texted me that she was dead. Like, my grandfather didn't text me that he was dead before he died, I'm assuming. She's not dead, right? But I found out. I talked to her brother. Jamie died. So what happened was, within a three-day span, my friend died, my girlfriend dumped me, and I became homeless. So I went on Facebook, and I was like, hey, anybody want to go on tour? And somebody was like, yeah, I got a box truck. So he was like, meet me in Boston. I bought a ticket to Boston. He was supposed to come. I planned all these shows. He was a week late because he fell in love with someone who was putting her up in a house. So he missed some shows. Finally, he gets to fucking Boston. We drive to Buffalo for the first show. I'm so hungry. It's so cold. I'm just like walking the streets. I just have like a mental breakdown. Then we do another show. We go visit my cousin. He's in uh, Amherst, Massachusetts. We get to his house. I'm like so hungry, I can't even afford to eat. I just have to drink to deal with it. 
So we're at his house, and he points to a door. It's me and this guy I barely know who has a box truck and does comedy. He called the tour fresh out the psych ward, but I had never been to a psych ward. So my cousin points to the door. He's like, hey, I'm trusting him because of you, but... The way I met my cousin was like this. I was on a different tour. I was doing this show. I met this fucking cool ass dude in Massachusetts. He was talking about how his girl brought her new guy to this place where the show is that he had introduced her to. It was his place. And he's like, this motherfucker. So I found out, like, we, we got in touch on Facebook. Everything was cool. And about a year later, he was posting about his father. His father was sick. His father was sick for months. His father was sick. I talked to my family, they told me, oh, your uncle, your uncle, Raymond, he has cancer. So then my friend posts, my father, Raymond Mott, died. I'm like, Raymond Mott, that, that's my uncle's name, dude. That's crazy. That's a weird coincidence. So I called my grandmother and I was like, hey, is Uncle Raymond okay? She's like, he died. I'm like, oh my God, I just met my cousin. She's like, you met Bobby? I was like, Grandma, this is why I date white girls. You never know. So he's like, he points to the door. He's like, my daughter's in here, 16-year-old daughter. Me and my cousin are going out for a beer. Homie on the tour, he just wants to stay. He's like, look, she's in there with a the knife. I told her if the door handle jiggles, use the knife. So he's like, all right, cool. So we go out to drink, we get drunk. I have my second mental breakdown. I end up in the parking lot taking my clothes off in the cold. There's like snow around. My cousin like gives me a shirt. He takes me back to his house. I wake up to a screaming fight the next morning. It's the fucking day before Thanksgiving. Screaming, this fucking white chick is screaming. I don't understand what's going on. My friend is like, we have to go. I'm like, all right, so we gotta go. I'm like, to my cousin, like, sorry, bye. He's like, all right, man. Find out later what happened. So apparently this chick asked the dude I was on tour with, what are you doing? He's like, I'm on tour. Oh, what's the tour called? It's called Fresh Out the Psych Ward. Oh, why the psych ward? Well, apparently his ex-wife accused him of fucking their daughter and he said it put him into a mental state where he couldn't function, so he had to quit his job being a lawyer, and he went to the psych ward. So now we're fresh out the psych ward. I was like, dude, you might not want to tell people that story. So we're going to fucking Connecticut, because he wants to go to Connecticut for Thanksgiving. And I'm so fucking hungry, and we went to Connecticut, this tiny apartment, they don't have any food, and it turns out the dude's an alcoholic, so no booze allowed. He can't see any weed, and he doesn't have food. It's the day before Thanksgiving, and I'm so fucking hungry. We arrive there, and the next day, they're like, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving a day late because my wife has to work. Like, all right, man, I'm so fucking hungry. He's like, we're going to go get some food. I'll go get some food. He comes back with McDonald's. I'm like, dude, this is not food. So then I get a phone call that my grandmother passed out at Thanksgiving. They called the paramedics. I'm like, oh no, I better make sure my grandmother's okay. So I went down, my brother got a hotel room. I went to eat some fucking Popeye's chicken. I was so hungry. My grandmother gave me $100. She was like, here, you can have this. You can have this to eat tonight. I bought all this alcohol, but I got dosed. I got dosed with the blunt that was laced with PCP. 
It was probably formaldehyde. That was the third time I got dosed with PCP. The first time I was just walking down Folsom Street and these two kids were like, hey, you want this? And it looked like a little tiny roach, except it wasn't burned on any of the ends. And I was like, this is probably laced with formaldehyde. The second time, it was in Maryland. You can't trust weed in Maryland. So this time, I get so fucking high off the shit, I ended up walking around and getting paranoid about the drones, realizing that I was being watched, and then I saw police were watching me, and then later I'm in the hotel room by myself and they're knocking on the door, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk to the police because I'm high on PCP right now, and it's not my choice, so instead I turned out the lights, barricaded the door. I was washing my clothes at the time, so I threw all my clothes into the tub, and then I turned the water on, but when the police banged on the door, I got kind of freaked out, so I forgot about the tub, and I had pulled the light bulbs out of the light switches because I couldn't find another way to turn them off, so I put those in the sink, and now the fucking room is flooding, and I'm just in the dark, and I'm singing, that's me in the corner. Thank you. Mic drop, Warhol everybody, give it up. That's been Warhol Presents El Jefe, everybody. Give it up for all the comics you saw. Wee! Yeah! Fucking mutiny. Also, uh, that I, I did, that's also as long I'm I'm done hosting. I'm gonna bring up your next host before I bring up. Uh, just one more reminder: probably donate to mutiny at some point tonight. That'd be cool. Uh, and on that note, uh, I will see you in a few comics because I'm second on the open mic that's about to start. Uh, and let me bring up the host of the open mic, everyone. Give it up for Jack Ferguson. Yeah. Fuck yeah, everyone. Let's go. Comedy at Mutant Radio. The third consecutive show slash mic. We're just never going to stop, everyone. We're going to keep going all the way through the night. Just keep doing comedy. Yeah. Keep doing jokes. Yeah. Stamina for days. That's what they say about comics. We have great stamina. Um, <laughs> I love all the comics laughing at that, like, <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, all right, guys, I'm going to do a real quick set, uh, probably just like two minutes, because I already did a set to you specifically, all of you. So uh, you've heard these jokes before a million times, and I understand what it's like looking at me, you know, because I don't, I don't seem like someone you'd want to root for doing comedy. If I saw someone... Who, who he looked a lot like me, go up and try to do his first set. And even I was like, wow, I'm not rooting for this guy. <laughs> like, I hope he does badly so that there's not another person in the scene that just looks like your high school bully, you know? Like, <laughs> I look like the kind of guy who would go to a barbecue and throw a football at someone who's holding something, you know? <laughs> like, watch out, Martha. Stay on your toes, you know? I'm very liberal. I am liberal, Chicago person. I'm very liberal, but I do have a Republican bone structure. You know, <laughs> like that's that's what I'm working with. And uh, I don't believe in God either, which is a very San Francisco thing. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for cheering for <laughs> nihilism. Uh, I I have a friend who recently went on an acid trip. And she said she saw and talked to God on the acid trip. And I was like, no, you didn't. You were hallucinating. And she expected me to believe her. But I was like, do you know how fucked up people are when they're on acid? Why would God choose that moment to talk to you? You know, like, why would he be like, yeah, this person can't articulate sentences. Let's see what they have to say. You know, the only reason God would talk to someone while they're on an acid trip is just to talk them through that acid trip. If it was a bad trip, they'd be like, oh, shit, Donnie took too much acid again. I have to go keep him from shitting in a flower pot. I'll be back in a second, Jesus. Uh, we can get back to playing 
uh, bridge, which is what God does in heaven. Um, that's a fact. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, I think we should just get it rolling. You guys feel good about that? Clap for that. Yeah. All right. First up on the list, we have a man who, uh, you know, he doesn't have a father, and you could say the same about all his children. Uh, give it up for Kelly Evans. There you go. God damn it, man. I'm trying to evade... Uh I don't even know. Whatever the fuck you, whatever you have to pay for kids for, you know, child uh, something. No, no, no. Yeah, that's how much I care. Uh, so on Wednesday, I actually hosted and produced a show that was probably my best comedy experience so far, right? Yeah, and now I'm here. So uh, that's comedy. Great and then horrible. Just immediately, like, you're like, man, that last set did not go so well at all. So, and neither is this one. So cool. <laughs> Uh, what the fuck do I want to talk about? Anybody get a 23andMe? You ever done this? Do you know what this is? Fuck yeah. All right, cool. Uh, I just want to make sure you understand what I'm talking about because my mom bought me one uh, for Christmas. Uh, and I was like, fuck that. No, they're going to fucking clone me. Like, <laughs> nope, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Is anybody else here uh, fucking crazy? Cool. You too? You are an insane person. And so am I. So you're in the right place. Thank you for the... That laughter. Um, so I was like, fuck it. You know what? I'll do it. You know? Let's actually, no. Ah, fuck that joke up. All right. And the, the point is, I was, I didn't want to do it. And then I realized uh, I come from a long line of alcoholics with weak ankles. So not exactly your clone army material. You know, Jeff Bezos isn't really looking for me. I'm not going to storm the capitals, what I'm saying. is what's going to happen in 10 years. See, I'm telling you. I'm just telling you about conspiracies now. Anyway, I decided to do it. I took the test. I sent in my genetic material, uh, and I found out uh, they wanted spit. It was supposed to be spit in the vial. It was, <laughs> that's an honest mistake, right? Like, ooh, I can't be the first person who sent semen in, is what I'm saying. And he's like... <laughs> Right, I do feel bad. That just guy's just excited about semen for some reason. It's just cool. It's that kind of party. Um, I'm gonna leave before it gets that kind of party. All right. Uh, yeah. So I felt bad for those lab techs. That was my point. <sighs> you ever just judge somebody like the minute you see them, you look at them and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's an asshole for sure. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. And uh, specifically, stop doing that to me, please. Fucking everybody keeps. They look at me and they just assume I have strong opinions about jazz for some fucking reason. I don't, okay? I don't give a fuck. I am a fucking weird. I'm a weirdo, all right? I don't know why I have to prove this to fucking people. Uh, but, you know, fuck it. Let's get into it. I slept with a nightlight on. No, no, no. Not even a nightlight. I slept with a lamp on, okay? A full lamp by my bed until I was 11, at which point I switched over to heavy metal music to go to sleep because that's how terrifyingly loud my thoughts are at 11 years old. Do you know how... Fear the Dark, ironically named album from <laughs> Iron Maiden. That's what I went to sleep to. <laughs> it's very fitting, you know? Yeah, I just got, you know, I had to start dressing this way because I got tired of going into the bank and then, like, having the tellers audibly sigh every time I walk. Like, ah, oh, we fucking told you, man. There's no money in your account, okay? Fucking solve the overdraft problem first. Nobody else has this problem. We're all flush with cash. Cool, comics with money. I don't know what the fuck you're doing, uh, but tell me. Or just give me money. Anyway. I'm stressing about having to put $2 in this. Actually, I have a $5 bill. I'm like, does anybody have change? Because there's no fucking way I'm putting $5 in here. All right? That's like a third of a sandwich that I'm going to buy later. Uh, yeah. Um, the other thing about, like, dressing this way is, uh, like, I, 
listen, I could just still wear the same clothes that I wore when I was like, I don't know, fucking 24. But like guys my age who dress like they're 24 fucking suck. Those guys are horrible. Like you see those guys, you hate them immediately. Like they're still going to nightclubs and fucking hitting on 20 year olds and doing ecstasy every weekend. Like those guys don't even like those guys. Even them, they're like, I am so fucking, I am such a just shitty per I guess I'll just fuck this 20 year old to make myself feel better hmm. oh I'm such a bad person uh, okay I could do that act out better <laughs> invest more is what I'm saying more hip thrusts is that is this, can I get a amen alright <laughs> thank you very much Jesus Christ what else was it oh I gotta finish on this one thing What? how much time are we doing five, five? what am I even at right now uh, wow alright well that felt like a long time, right? <laughs> Even he was like, that was cut him off. You forgot to start the timer. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, I'm going to finish up here, actually. Did I froze on stage? No, the time froze. Okay. You're an amazing host, Jack. I'm not talking shit. Just because you're wearing a blue jean t-shirt, uh, I'm not going to insult you. <laughs> it's all right, you know? Canadian, you were wearing blue jeans and that same shirt the other day, and I was like, Canadian tuxedo, cool. It's a good look, man. John Bond's coming back, you know? He's coming on tour. Jack's going to be first in line. Um, yeah, you just told me not to talk shit about you, and then I just proceeded to talk. I'm sorry. I like you. I don't know why I'm just being an asshole to you. I think maybe I'm just jealous because you are, like, much like more athletic than I am, and I'm like, fuck, man. I wish I could throw a ball and hit a target and just not injure some, mostly myself. All right, cool. One minute. Great. That's, that's good. Um, anybody into astrology? You guys into your signs? You know what your sign is? What's your sign, man? Gemini. Cool. You? Cancer. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't know a lot about it. I like, I know I'm an Aries. I don't know what all that entails. Uh, yeah, I, okay, cool. I do know uh, that if I say that, then I can just be an asshole and people are cool with it. They're just like, it's an unavoidable consequence of your sign. So I'm like, I'm getting really into telling people I'm an Aries lately. So that's been working out. I just don't, I think that, that's the thing about astrology is it just gives people license to embrace the shittiest aspects of their personality as if they're quirky personality traits. Like my ex-girlfriend was a Gemini and she always used to say like, Haha. Uh, so I kind of have two personalities. You know, most of the time I'm pretty happy-go-lucky, but uh, sometimes I can be a little sassy. Really? Uh, Stacy, sassy? Uh, is that what they put on the restraining order? Stacy was very sassy. It's right next to the distance requirement. 500 fucking feet! Stay okay. Anyway, we're just, I'm just going to start crying soon. So thank you very much. This has been fun. Yeah. Had a great time. Give it up for Kelly Evans. Despite complaining about the time, you hit five minutes exactly. As soon as you said thank you, that was exactly five minutes. So give it up for good timing. Give it up for good timing. There you go. Yeah. All right. The next person on the docket, he runs a great show in Oakland called Penelope. You should check it out. Give it up for Hayden Grief Neal. Hey, remember me? I was I hosted this for like an hour. <laughs> Five minutes ago. I'm back, everybody. 
<laughs> you can't. I am. I am so enchanted that you went up to Kelly and you were like, "Fuck yeah, Aries, high five. That's so fun. I'm a Libra, so uh, that means something about me. Uh, I don't know. What does Libra do? Anybody? Libras? What do they do? Yeah, yeah, that that tracks. Uh, fuck everybody for telling. Uh, I I used to do. I used to work at this company. I used to do customer support at this company, and that whose business model is they had this app, and you go on the app, and you buy, you pay way too little money for clothes, and then uh, some person in China would put literal garbage in a box and mail it to you, and then you could throw away the garbage at your house. It was very cool. It was a cool business model. Uh, most of my job was the garbage took uh, about, weirdly, about four weeks to ship, uh, which people were very mad about because they're used to Amazon, and they'd, they'd uh, email and be like, why is my why is my pants taking four weeks? Like, it's been a week, where's my... And I was like, man, I know you're mad now, uh, but it's not nearly as mad as you're going to be when the garbage gets to your house and you see what it's actually like. <laughs> And then, then the garbage would make it to their house, and they'd be like, "Why do these pants smell like gasoline? <laughs> why, why, why is there like a, a why is there a bullet casing in the box? One time it was maggots. I don't know how they managed that. <laughs> they must have been some very good maggots to live for four weeks. I swear to God, it took four weeks. Did they, I think they literally stuffed the garbage in a bottle and just threw it in the ocean and hoped. I think that's how their, their sh uh, shipping metal works. Uh, customer service is a weird job because half of that job is just like being an emotional punching bag for like whatever the people calling in went through that day. Like people would just fucking lay into me. They get, they be yelling and get mad, mad. And then I hang, they yell at me for six and a half minutes and I hang up the phone and then I cry and then I get paid for that. <laughs> So I was essentially getting paid to cry. I was making it as an actor in the city. Give it up for me. The other half of that that other half of that job uh, was reminding people that they had free will. Uh, people would just like email. They they call in and be like, "Hey, can I click the add to cart button to add this thing to my cart?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, you could click the add to cart button. You could like go back to school. You could start going to the gym. You could do anything, man. <laughs> Don't let me delineate your options. Add everything to your cart, man. I'm not your mom. Uh, I got an argument with my girlfriend the other day." Uh, I got an argument with my girlfriend because uh, she was she started riding a bike to work again, and I was trying to get her to wear like a helmet, and she thought that was like sweet of me because I like I care if she dies or not or whatever. I had, I had to correct her. I'm like, no, it's fine if you die. I just don't want you to fall off the bike and hit your head and get brain damaged because uh, then it'd be very awkward of me to break up with you. If you die, it's clean. I don't have to break up with you. You don't have to deal with it. You'll be dead. Win-win. Everybody feels bad for me. I win points. It's great. Uh, I do. Uh, I have a girlfriend. She's very cool. Uh, she is. Uh, 
like this really uh she's this really big uh hairy pussy uh it's this it's this really big hairy pussy uh that and you're all looking at him <laughs> yes yes what a great joke yes yes, yes. top top 10 jo- very yeah top 10 jokes all time very standing ovation worthy joke the top competition winning yeah <laughs> fucking yeah yeah npr ira glass you know that new pussy joke you're looking for well listen to this jack ferguson everybody What a top 10 fucking joke. Let's go. Give it up for Hayden. Oh, muted applause. Give it all you got, people. This is the last mic you'll ever do. Isn't that, doesn't that seem, with this lighting, doesn't that seem like something I would say? It's sort of a noir lighting. You guys understand what that, yeah? Sean, you know what that word means. You're a mechanical engineer. Yeah, there you go. Also, uh, I'll just introduce your next comic. Uh, Give it up for the father of my children, Cody Abay! Yep, I'm pregnant with Jack's children. That's that's very non-PC of you, my friend, to say that. You piece of shit. Fucking turd. Guzzling. Tit. Shitting on bullfuck. I don't know, man. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. I just, I don't know. Fuck. Hi, man. How's everybody doing? <laughs> That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Uh, I, lo- I think you can tell a lot about somebody by looking into their eyes, you know? Like, the eyes are the window to the soul, right? That's what they say. You can tell if somebody's lying, if they're tired. If they're Asian, you can tell it all. Sir, please look into my eyes. Am I Asian? Come on, be a little bit more confident than that. Have an opinion. Okay, good. You're not a piece of shit. Dude, I have people tell me, like, no, which is just worse than being racist, you know? I don't get it. Just say what you think, and, like, if I'm asking you, I'm giving you permit. Like, what what Asian would you guess that I am, sir? What Asian? What kind of Asian? Just fucking <laughs> shot, shot in the dark. Korean? Oh, cl- Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Fu- dude, the fucking half Japanese guy got it. <laughs> You're half something. <laughs> Look, I looked into your eyes, sir. I knew you were Asian. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm ja- I'm Japanese. Uh, the headband is for emphasis, you know. <laughs> I'm going for uh, sushi chef that gave up. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy, like some guy comes up to me, like I'm in a derelict old sushi warehouse. He's like, "We need you. We need you for one last nigiri." And I'm just like, "No, not since the Fugu incident." And then the whole movie goes on, you know? Instead of Jiro dreams of sushi, it's Jiro I dreamt of sushi. And now I'm a murderer. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I'm Japanese. I also grew up in Hawaii, which means that I have a lot of mixed feelings about Pearl Harbor. Like, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, on one hand, 
On one hand, you know, they f the rising the rising sun army did it. You know, they fucking attacked. They did it. But on the other hand, I'm a sore loser. You know, so USA all day. They got nuked. Fuck that, dude. I'm all for America, dude. Fucking. Go Hiroshima, go Nagasaki, go internment camps. I'm all in. America, that's what they paid me to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... Don't arrest me, please. That's, that's, an, that's an outdated joke. I told that once in 1945, and it killed, guys. It killed. <laughs> yeah, I killed. I killed all of them. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I don't know, man. I've been having a having a rough time. Uh been eating a lot of pizza. My favorite pizza is Pizza Hut. Uh you know cuz fuck the mom and pop shops. I'm all for Book It. Anybody remember Book It? No, no readers here. Okay, we'll skip that one. Uh like do you, do you do you look like Sean, you look like you, you know what Book It was for No, you never got any coupons for personal pan pizzas? No, okay, never mind. Unrelatable. Too unrelatable. Okay, we're just we're we're, we're learning about the unrelatableness. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> All right. Okay. No, I don't want to do that then. Okay. So, growing up though, uh, I really wanted to be Chinese. Are you? You're Chinese, right? You're half Chinese, half. Uh, no one fu gives a fuck. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wanted to be Chinese because of Jackie Chan. Anybody know Jackie Chan? Yeah. Yeah, the Japanese, that famous Japanese guy, last name. I mean, dude, that, like, I didn't realize that just in America, being Asian makes me Jackie Chan, okay? Like, I can just find a black friend and we're rush hour. No one's going to question. No one's going to say, no one's going to say, hey, look, that guy's not Chinese. That can't be rush hour. They'll just be like, oh, fuck, rush hour. You know, I did that all the time. No one questioned me. Maybe it's because of the, the white guilt, but I don't know, man. Okay. What else did I, I, had a, I think I had another tag for that one, but we'll, we'll just save it for later. All right. All right, I'm going to go kill myself. Thank you, everybody. There you go. Give it up for Cody Abe, everyone. He's going to go, he's going to go commit suicide. It's very Japanese of you. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, we were talking. To, I was talking to him for like half an hour before your before the show, and he's Chinese. We were talking. He because you seem Japanese as fuck, dude. He's like you're Asian, but you're cocky, you know. <laughs> like, 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 you get Japanese. Okay, well, that's it. All right. Uh, I'm treading on dangerous waters here, so I'm just going to introduce the next comic. Uh, uh, this guy, I love him. He's got a very affable energy. He just sort of seems like, you know, like your sixth grade science teacher. Give it up for Sean Riley, everyone. Yeah. All right. Keep it going for, uh, for Jack Ferguson. I don't, I'll be honest, I have no idea what affable means. No, I swear to God, I don't. What does it mean? Friendly? Yeah, that's why I teach uh, science, <laughs> not, not English. Um, affable. Why don't you just use friendly? What's the, what's the difference? I want to know. 
Oh, you like English? <laughs> is that the um, is that the high net worth version of friendly? <laughs> okay, <laughs> guys. Uh, uh, I speaking of grade school, um, we did this thing when I was in elementary school. We talked about our heritage, right? And I I asked my dad. I was like, Hey, what am I? And he said, Besides an asshole. Um, and I and then he tells me like, Well, Sean, uh, you're an eighth Lebanese. Right, and if you don't know, is Lebanon still a country? I don't know. Maybe that's a question for NPR. Um, I uh, so I'm like, oh cool, I'm I'm an eighth Lebanese. So I had to do a presentation in front of my class on my heritage. Right, so I go up there and I'm like, well, I'm one half Irish, I'm one fourth German, and I'm one eighth lesbian. <laughs> and um, that's still true, guys. I am still a one eighth. I'm still one eighth lesbian. Um, <laughs> Uh, that might be ignorant. That probably is. Uh, guys, I was at a restaurant with my friend the other day and he gets a water cup and he fills it with Coca-Cola. Have you ever done this before? Don't fucking say yes. Uh, and I, I was like, I asked my friend, I was like, what gives you the fucking authority to fill a water cup with Coca-Cola? And he tells me, well, Sean, this is, uh, something I read online. It's a life hack. And, um, I, after I decided I wasn't going to kill myself, um, I, uh, I, I grabbed his cup and I drank from it and he's like, why are you drinking from my cup, Sean? And I was like, oh, well, this is a life hack. And, uh, you know, it's bullshit. You've, you've probably heard of life hacks. Really. It's all about, uh, real life hacks are just like piddly bullshit that doesn't really matter. It's like steal some soda or like, don't tip your Uber driver life hack. You know what a real fucking life hack is being rich as fuck. All right, guys. <laughs> That's a real, I feel like being rich is just like having all the cheat codes in Grand Theft Auto. You know what I mean, guys? You get, here's what it's like for the ultra rich. You get in your Porsche uh, and you just crash into a cop car. Nothing fucking happens. You know, just like in Grand Theft Auto. Uh, you, you like, you have all the cheat codes, you crash into a cop car, you know, you get five stars or whatever, right? But uh, the next day you just end up in front of your house and nothing happens. Um, <laughs> that's just like it or like um you could like literally kill a hooker like if you're super rich you kill a hooker right um and uh you know you just you have to go to court and all that but you know it's chill you know you hire your lawyers okay i'll i'll, I'll think of some more tags for that one guys thanks for bearing with me uh guys i'm an introvert i'm naturally an introvert uh so this is my worst fucking nightmare and i live it every day um, I'm, I'm trying to be more extroverted, but I realize that being an extrovert is just being an asshole. You know what I mean? Like being an because it's true. Being an extrovert, you know, if you're in a circle with a bunch of people talking, extroverts are the fucking assholes. You know, they're like, ah, I uh, went to, I went to Europe. You know, I don't want to say like, like keep your shit to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. I sh sorry guys. I see, I apologize. I uh, I gotta stop being a bitch, dude. Just a thought. <laughs> I feel like I'm a huge. Oh fuck you guys! <laughs> fuck you guys! <laughs> <laughs> they say the 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 tr the funniest comedy is what's true. So fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, no, I am a bitch. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to look for a life coach. I'm trying to be better, guys. That the you know it's the it's the twelve step or the fucking I don't know how many steps it is. Is it 12 for alcoholism? 
I'm trying to do the 12-step program for stopping to be a bitch. And I, I, step one is acknowledge, acknowledgement. Step two, <laughs> I don't know. Step two is like, I don't know, fucking hit a woman. <laughs> and then uh, by step 12, I'll be an extrovert. Ah, all right, I've been Sean Riley, guys. You've been real great. Give it up for Jack. All right, give it up for that fucking bitch over there. <laughs> Shauna, Shauna has uh, one of my favorite jokes. He talks about how you were a mechanical engineer, correct? Aerospace. Aerospace. Oh, more of a bitch. But <laughs> you, you, uh, you talk about how there's two jobs. What are the two jobs you can get? And every time you said that, he said NASCAR in Florida are bombs. Every time you say that, it's like you were an aerospace engineer. How is like working in aerospace not one of those, you know? Like SpaceX or NASA. Every time you say NASCAR, I think you're trying to say NASA, but it's happened. All right, this is more of a personal problem that I have with him. Uh, listen, well, <laughs> sorry, I had to get that off my chest. Um, your next comic, one of my favorite people in the scene, runs what I think is probably the best open mic in the city. Uh, please give it up for Billy Gauss. Uh, come on, you gotta clap one more time for Jack Ferguson. He's doing the Lord's work. It's, you know, it's not about the hosting, it's about the stain. Uh, for you two gentlemen, here I am again, just a little drunker, uh, and doing B-sides. Uh, actually, I think I, I completely flipped it in reverse tonight. I was on a, a showcase, so I was like, I'm going to do uh, more prepared material. Uh, it turns out, oh, Mike, way better. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I got bizarre worlded. worlded. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. I, uh, I, I, I'm a uh, San Francisco native. I'm born and raised here in San Francisco. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, very, uh, that's very kind. And actually, that's, that's a really nice reaction because I've decided that I'm never going to ask the audience if anybody else is ever again. All right. Uh, I, uh, I'm not going to willingly inject silence into my set. All right. Like, uh, uh, if it happens, it's going to happen for the right reasons. All right. Uh, and like, uh, there's some that, um, I, I must admit, like, I'm very proud to be a San Francisco native, but I have, I've conceded too much of my personal identity to being a San Francisco native. Like, th these days I'm just like, I'm 50% Billy and 50% Frisco as fuck. I, 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 I don't want to do that, you know. And that's, that's kind of a common theme among uh, the last remaining San Francisco natives, you know. When it's my time to go, my obituary is just going to be a low-resolution picture of a giant's hat. Uh, a list of my favorite taquerias, all closed. All <laughs> closed. Uh, and then the words, he should have traveled more. <laughs> Not well traveled, man. I, I get a little bit frustrated when I hear people complain. Like, oh, the city's changed so much. The city's changed so much, man. I'm like, you moved here in June. All right. Uh, like, uh, you, you've lost one restaurant. They changed the tap water on my broke ass. <laughs> if you know, you know. It used to be that good, crisp Hetch Hetchy. And they started mixing it with, I gotta use a filter like a broke bitch. Uh, a little too harsh. Probably too harsh for an independent radio station. Ah, uh, man. 
they changed the tap water on my broke ass. I trust that. I trust that. Uh, it's almost football season. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm conflicted. Uh, I love the NFL. I love the Niners. I'm conflicted about football. You know, I like football. Uh, I count it in the same category of entertainment as porn now. You know, because when it's on, I am captivated. But as soon as it's done, I'm like, oh, fuck. I hope those nice people can find a safer line of work. Uh, baseball is my favorite sport. Uh, I, I like it, and I never mention it to anybody, uh, especially people around my own age. Like, like, if you ever try to talk baseball with someone in their 20s, you're like, oh, baseball? You like any other old, boring shit? <laughs> hey, when's the last time you used a ham radio, you dusty old bitch? How do you find time to watch games in between all those bowls of shredded wheat? I trust that, too. Uh, I know baseball, like Major League Baseball, they're getting desperate for fans. It's obvious. They know we don't have the attention, like young people don't have the attention span for baseball, so they're getting desperate for fans. And I know this because a couple weeks ago, the team in Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Reds, wore sleeveless uniforms. Yeah. They were a bow tie away from a Chippendales costume. All right, they're courting that lady market because baseball players don't beat the fuck up out of people. All right, that was, that's not where I expected that joke to go at all. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, fuck, that was a tangential riff. Uh, no, no, I had a plan to finish. Oh, yeah, but now I do not have the confidence I did when I started. Uh, so I, I mentioned that being a San Francisco native is an odd position. I've mentioned baseball and I've mentioned football. Here's how you know being a San Francisco native is a weird situation. Uh, it's it's the only city where you can admire Colin Kaepernick, but be kind of lukewarm on Jackie Robinson. Not the national hero, not the national hero, just the baseball player. All right, just, he, he was a Dodger, man. He was a, a, a courage, courage, national hero, but Dodger. And that, that, that 50% of me, that's Frisco as fuck. That one's lukewarm on Jackie Robinson. I've run the fuck out of the light. Thank you, Jack. Uh, yeah. All right, give it up for Billy Gow, spitting that straight truth. Honestly, Jackie Robinson overrated as a baseball player. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't follow baseball, but I have noticed Billy, and I think you could probably back me up on this in terms of Bay Area fandom. Like it, like the the Warriors. It's not even really a Bay Area team anymore. Like it's just, it is, but everybody roots for them, right? Second, 49ers, mostly Bay Area fans, but they used to be good, and they they were, you know. And the Giants, hardcore fans. Sharks is, like, subliminal. Like, if you root for the Sharks, you live under the earth in the San Francisco area. All right. Uh, listen, the next comic coming to the stage. Uh, I'm from the Ukraine. I'm not from, I'm from America, but I'm Ukrainian originally. And uh, the next comic is Russian. So a little beef there, a little bit of beef. But listen, he's a very funny guy, and his accent is not intimidating. So give it up for Michael McElroy! Nice, thanks for the music. Let's keep it going for Comrade Jack. Comrade Jack, uh, let's keep it going. Uh, I am indeed Russian. Who else is Russian? 
I knew it's gonna be silence. Yeah, nice. Uh, well, it's Friday night. Uh, sometimes you, uh, I want to hear some silence. That's so uh, s soothing. Uh, hey, what's up, Cody? You came back. Um, and San Francisco, indeed. Uh, San, San Francisco changed so much. Uh, San Francisco is the only city where being... S so I'm straight, right? And San Francisco is the only city where being straight is actually super gay. Uh, when I say uh, I'm straight, any San Franciscans will be like, hey, uh, how straight? Like one to ten. Or do you mean you go straight to grinder? And I'd be like, no, when I say I'm straight, uh, I mean, before I have sex, I go on the first, second, and third dates, and then I get ghosted. Also, mostly I have sex with women. Uh, sometimes it's men, but it's only one man. That man is me, myself. And that's the gayest thing I do, other than I look so good and, you know, get friend-zoned all the time. Yeah, uh, hey, what's up? How's it going? Um, welcome. Um, my friend recently told me that she wants to go to Australian, my American fr Australia, my American friend, but she said she is afraid of all these deadly animals. Uh, she thinks it's dangerous. And I told her uh, that Actually, for Americans, going to Australia is very safe. It's safer to go to Australia than just not going to Australia because they don't have semi-automatic spiders. No, um, I mean, spiders kill only one person a year. And, you know, in America, there's already one person died from firearms since I've started this joke right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was uh, walking here, just like walking, and then... Um, I was practicing my jokes, like saying them out loud uh, to train my muscle memory. And people looked at me like I'm crazy. And I thought it's so rude, it's so biased, right? Um, and then this homeless person uh, came out of nowhere and he was also talking to himself. And I thought, I'm gonna give this person the benefit of a doubt. Maybe he's practicing for his show. And then I was trying to listen uh, to what he was saying and apparently his show is called Fuck the government, I need some Shiba. Man, do you have some cash? Give me some cash. And I thought, that's pretty smart. It's really smart because at least he's trying to monetize his art. And, uh, you know, I'm not. By the way, is this tip jar? Yes. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, have, I have five dollars. Huh? What's up? Uh, I'm, I'm going to... I'm gonna I'm gonna put five dollars. Yeah. Um, five dollars. What else is going on? Nice, nice. Um, what's your name, sir? Luke. Nice to meet you. All right. Five, five. Zulu. Five dollars into the jar, and then now I feel so uh, like I feel so good right now. Like I contributed to this awesome station. Um, yeah, uh, I am Russian, and uh, recently a girl told me, Michael, you don't seem Russian because you are so nice. And I said, but Russians are nice. Bitch, and I splashed my coffee in her face. <laughs> because it's in America, it's really hard. Being Russian is really hard. In, in all American movies, Russians are always the bad guys. You know, I just got to America. I haven't done anything. They hear my accent, and they think I'm plotting a murder. <laughs> and I'm not. But it makes me so mad that now I am. A girl at the coffee shop asked me if I can watch her laptop while she went to the bathroom. 
Oh yeah, I forgot to say that. Uh, I shouldn't really complain because at least I look white, and if I don't talk, Americans think they can trust me. A girl asked me if I can watch her laptop while she went to the bathroom, and I said, no problem, I watch laptop. She ended up holding it in for two more hours. All right, that's been my time. Let's keep it going for Jack. Stay up on stage, stay up on stage. Yo, if everybody, just get up here for a sec. If everybody could just look for a moment and hold up your foot. That is the peak of fashion right there. That is the peak of fashion. You know what that's called? That's a McFlip Flop. That's a McGruber, a McGruber Flip Flop. He just made shit. He didn't have a Flip Flop and he improvised. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, give it up for Michael, man. Give it up for Michael. Hacking US elections since 2016. Because he's actually a coder, people. He's actually a coder, and he's Russian. So watch out for him. I always keep one eye on Michael whenever I'm at a mic. Uh, you know, just because he's so good to look at. But your next comic is also extremely good to look at. He's one of my good friends. And I think it's time to get jiggy with it. You know, let's bring up Mark Nora. Let's go, baby. Yo. Mic check, one, two. Mic check, my dick. Um, I just want to punch every pair of yoga pants that walks past me with my face. With, uh, with my face. Great. <laughs> At my job, we, uh, we don't have paper receipts. We have these kiosks in which you just type in what kind of coffee you want, and a robot makes it. And uh, at the end of the, your little transaction, it says uh, put in your email and uh, we will send you a free coffee next time you come in uh, in your email. And that's where we're going to send you your receipt. So I told this gentleman, I said, if you enter your, your email, um, you're going to get a receipt. And he said, uh, well, I have a Gmail. Gmail isn't fucking is an email. You fuck. <laughs> I wrote that as G E E space M A L E cuz that's how he said it. And when I can figure out how to recreate how he said that, it's going to be great cuz it was really something special. Um I just my new my new pickup line is I just walk up to a group of women and it's like, "Do you guys validate here?" It's a 2019 parking joke. Okay, cool. Uh, growing up, you always get the, you get this. You get this a lot. You, you, you're told you speak when spoken to. Well, I have too much to say, and no one wants to talk to me. So, I don't have wet dreams because uh, I just jerk off all day long. <laughs> just all day long. Woo! <laughs> I heard recently that uh, that Elon Musk lives in the Mission occasionally, like he has a house in the Mission District, and I was like telling people that, and they're like, "You're fucking retarded." And I was like, "No, dude, I I like I know I just heard that," and then I realized like I get like I got that news from bums, which is where I get all of my news from. <laughs> I just get all of my news from the fucking Tenderloin. That's uh, that's like my that is my morning news. Speaking of uh, the Tenderloin, I was in the Tenderloin recently and this dude was like giving me like like he was like he was directing traffic he was a homeless dude directing traffic and i was like why don't you just get a job <laughs> why don't you just get a fucking job you, you got a job right now and it's uh it's not fucking paying anything if you just go and apply yourself uh with a paper and a pen you get some money out of this 
Great. You see, you guys ever hear these vegans? Yeah. You hear these vegans? They're everywhere. Are you vegan? No. no. Great. Because they fucking suck. No, they suck. No, they no, they suck. They're terrible. It's fucking vegans. I can't stand them. They're veganizing everything. It's they're taking over. They got this impossible burger. They say the impossible burger tastes better than the real burger. That's impossible. That's not possible. That is, it's literally impossible. Fuck, are you kidding me? That's like saying you prefer pocket pussy. With a tofu-skinned condom, unribbed for your displeasure. Have you guys ever heard of lambskin condoms? That's the play on what I'm trying to do, and it never works. I don't understand. I'm just going to fucking kill myself. Um, vegans still smoke, which I think is hilarious. They still smoke cigarettes. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Backtrack. They still smoke. They smoke. It's crazy. They smoke just like regular humans. You know, you put them in the smoker. I like my veggies smoked. You know, they taste great. It's great. Uh, no, they still smoke cigarettes, not like on a barbecue. Um, they still smoke cigarettes, and it's like it's, you know, it's, it's like that's not healthy. And they're like, well, I don't do it for my health. I do it for the animal's health. You know what's healthy for animals? Fucking killing yourself. Yeah. Thank you. All right, everyone. Listen, it's the late mic. It's like 10 o'clock. I got an idea. Why don't we just get dirty with it, you know? I think that's a good idea, don't you? Yeah? Michael likes it. You guys like that? You like it? Let's just tell the grimiest, craziest jokes that we have. I'll start. Um, I'm bipolar. And uh, a lot of people, you know, when they hear about that, they ask me about school shootings because a lot of people who do school shootings are also mentally ill. And I don't know what I, they expect me to say, right? Like, just because you know, I have the same mental illness as this person. I'm not, like, rooting for them, you know? I'm not going, like, oh, yeah, just a couple more and, like, all the normal people will be gone, right? I feel about school shootings the way I think a lot of Islamic people feel about 9-11, right? Like, yeah, the people who perpetrate them have similarities to me, but I want people to know it's not my group that's responsible, right? It's the Jews. Okay. Yeah, I got I almost got I almost got killed for that joke at Mark at Mark's mic like two nights ago, some woman I said that joke and someone from literally outside of the building was like, Fuck you and immediately started charging the stage and I was like, Whoa, what's going on here? And then she just yelled at me like two feet from me for a little while and then went to the bar. Uh, all right, you're next, the next comedian. He's a dirty guy. He's a grimy guy. He's got a mustache. Please give it up for Kyle motherfucking Morrissey. We need to figure out how to make mutiny look like this during the middle of the day. <laughs> like, we just need to black out everything and, uh, you know, a few less people and we're good to go. Um... So speaking of school shootings, I just want to jump right into the deep end and talk about them. Um, you know, every time a school shooting happens, it's it's like a young white guy. Uh, and so I feel like it's kind of my responsibility to demonstrate why I don't really fall into that category, you know, because people are afraid of young white guys. Um, the first reason, th there's a couple distinctions. The first being... 
I do this. I have an outlet. I get to make fun of people and just insult them to their faces, and maybe they laugh. Uh, I don't think those nerds have that kind of charisma. Um, speaking of charisma, if I am going to kill somebody, way more of a serial killer. <laughs> like, and uh, there's a couple reasons. F- there's a couple reasons for that. There's a couple reasons for that. Number one being, Jack already touched on it, the mustache. (laughs) Being proactive, trying to get out in front of the profiling. If people think that I'm killing people, I don't want them thinking I'm killing people indiscriminately. Like, I want them thinking that I am killing people one-on-one. Number two, if I am going to kill people, the reason I'd be a serial killer is because I still need a one-on-one connection like like i'm not just going to be killing random people like if i'm going to kill you i want to know your name i want to know the color of your eyes like i want to know your schedule you know um and number three uh the most important distinction which some of you have probably already figured out the reason i would not be a mass shooter and i would be a serial killer is because i am attractive um, how many, how many attractive mass shooters are there? How many attractive serial killers are there? Yeah. Think about it. Like, why do you think all these Netflix documentaries keep popping up? It's because we like looking at them. I think I just crossed that threshold. Cool. All right. Um, I have a buddy who has a problem with cocaine and he's been, he's like really ashamed of it. He's, he was telling me the other day, he was like, I can't even look at myself in the mirror anymore. I was like, well, maybe you should stop snorting cocaine off of one. <laughs> like, it's kind of an arrogant thing, right? Like to get high and look at yourself while doing it. Um, I feel like the opposite of that would be like shrooms, right? Because like, don't look in the mirror <laughs> like when you're on shrooms. Like whatever you do, do not look in the mirror. That is the number one rule. Um, sometimes I wonder if like, like drug addicts get annoyed by by sex addicts because I mean if I was a drug addict I'd be like look I gotta suck dick for crack like these guys just suck dick <laughs> like for what like pussy <laughs> like if you look at my writing it's kind of depressing because I started writing comedy sorry comedy um when I was already like <laughs> halfway through a notebook so you flip to the front page and it's like all these notes about like network engineering and like subnet masking routines. And then you flip to the back page and just in big misspelled letters, it's, can you suck dick for pussy? Like, <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. Um, I, do, I do have an addictive personality. I, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, and I feel like I, like, like I listen to so many uh, so podcasts so much, I feel like I have what is like podcast brain, which is where you forget that the people you're listening to aren't actually your friends. <laughs> like, they don't know you. Uh, like, I was driving by myself the other day listening to a show, and someone made a comment on it, and just out of nowhere, I go, ha ha, good one! Just all alone. Just all alone. Dude, your Jew joke was really good. <laughs> that was that was fucking concise. Um, I think. Oh jeez, I had notes. I had. I really just wanted to work out that serial killer bit, and I feel like it's 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 not bad. Like it's really not that bad. Um, that was that was all I had. That was all I had. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. I sold out.
And uh, the generation is now in style, isn't it? All right. Give it up for Kyle Morris, you guys. Anybody else here like think when he was doing that serial a bit and he's like, oh, I'm too handsome to be a school shooter, just kind of go in their head like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think, I don't know. I think you're close. Uh, listen, the next guy, the next comic that I'm bringing up, his name is Donovan. He's from Chicago. Before you come up, uh, the Bears' first football game of the season, the Bears, you know how they're playing? Are you not a football fan? It's the Packers. So it's a big game. That's a big game. And uh, have you seen that? Uh, have you seen uh, the skit that they did at SNL where they have uh, uh, Chicago sports fans predicting uh, the scores of the games? Uh, it was long ago. It was long ago. You know what I'm talking about, Billy? It's, uh, it's, uh, who do you predict is going to win the game? The Bears. The Bears. How, what's the score? What's the score? 300 to zero. <laughs> yeah. Give it up for the best Chicago comic in the Bay Area and also the only Chicago comic in the Bay Area. Donovan, my man. Let's go. Yeah, hell yeah. Love uh, having to recall a George Went impression <laughs> before I get up on stage. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, awesome. Uh, been a great day. Been a great day. I came up with a great joke six hours ago. Great observation about the Bay Area. Unfortunately, the last three comics also made school shootings jokes. So uh, <laughs> we're just going to have to plow through it anyway. Exactly, exactly. Oh, no, but I was in, uh, over at uh, UC Berkeley, uh, you know, and it's uh, over in that quad, you know, that nice, beautiful quad, all those kids lining up, uh, signing up for their uh, rushes and all that. And they got that beautiful clock tower. And I told my buddy Steven, hey, we got to get out of here, huh? Perfect atmosphere for a school shooting. I don't want to be around here right now. I'm scared. This is the scariest part of the Bay I've been in, UC Berkeley campus. Uh, no bueno. Uh, I'm kind of embarrassed right now. I'm wearing, that's why my hat's backwards because it's the exact same hat as my shirt. I got these at the same free corporate event uh, sponsored by Vans, if you couldn't tell. Uh, no, but uh, I, I have to wear a hat because I'm balding. And uh, that's like the one secret move us balding guys got. Uh, I'm not sure if you knew that. It's a pretty often used technique. Uh, no, but uh, but uh, I like this shirt, so I brought it for my trip on my, my vacation. It's a good shirt because it hides my not-so-secret secret that I got puffy nipples. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got to downplay that. And, you know, there always this talk, it's like, oh, is there ever going to be a male bra, a manzi or whatever, a bro? You know, we've all seen Seinfeld. That's a pretty good reference. Uh, <laughs> but there isn't because we all, all us guys with our puffy nipples, are, we have the same technique. And it's, uh, you just wear an under, uh, undershirt, one size too small. That'll, that'll do the trick real good. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I am... I am, uh, I am trying to lose weight, but I don't like taking diet advice from anyone. I can really only take diet advice from a certain type of person, and that's a middle-aged guy who's already survived his first heart attack, but wants to live to see his daughter walk down the wedding aisle, you know, walk her down. You know, he'll be like, you know, I stick to my Italian beefs and sausages, but every so often, uh, you know, I fuck up and I do the joke in reverse when I'm out of town, but I stick to my <laughs> salads. And then every so often I have an Italian beef and sausage and recall the host George Wen accent from Bunny Brought Me on Stage. So thank you guys so much for that. Uh, no, 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 no. I got more jokes. I'm running my fucking time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> but I am. 
Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, no, I hooked up with my ex recently. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of my uh, old friends said, "Hey, man, you gotta you gotta move on, man." But a lot of my new friends are like, "Yeah, take what you can get," you know. <laughs> yeah, I ran into her at a bar. Uh, so she came over to me and threw a drink in my face, and I called her a bitch, and uh, we hooked up later. That's the white, the white trash mating call is what they call that. Uh, we hooked up, uh, and I don't want to be gross, but I think we've all been in this position. Uh, you're done, and there's a mess. You know, you leave a little mess afterward. And even though all you want to do is just fall right asleep, you kind of got to do this act for her. You got you to gotta hop up out of bed, even though you want to fall asleep. You got to find a T-shirt with the least amount of mustard stains. And you gotta give her, you know, give her a little once over. And we do this. This is just an act. I tell her this because all, all of us, you know, every night we're falling asleep, <laughs> giving ourselves a cummy tummy <laughs> to just relax. Woo! Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. And uh, oh, I'm congrats, man. Yeah, and you just, you know, as long as you got, you know, what's so great about uh, cummy tummies and just t-shirts in general. It's like it's the miracle stain, right? Like the reason I believe in a god is because uh, cum stains go invisible after half an hour. But what's fucked up is toothpaste stains look exactly like what a cum stain does. Toothpaste stains are designed to fuck you over. If you ever have a toothpaste stain, don't know and show up at work, you might as well just quit that job because you will not come back from that shame. Uh, no. Uh, hmm. I'll leave you with this. It's an impression. It's my only impression. Did it last night. Love doing it. It's funny because it's racist against Italians. <laughs> but I get to do it because I'm Irish. From the 1995 movie Heat, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, facing off in a diner. Robert De Niro, career criminal. Al Pacino, career cop. Here we go. Hey, it's me, Robert De Niro. I'm a career criminal. I'll run away in a 15 seconds of flat. No, it's me, Al Pacino. I'm a career criminal, a cop. I'll catch you at an airport. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your night. Give it up for Donovan. Yeah, I love that, man. That sweet, sweet Chicago accent, man. I can't get enough of that, dude. It's subtle. It's subtle. But if you listen, you can catch it. It's, the, it's in the way you say the word Chicago, right? Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, there you go. All right. Give it up for your next, or your next comedian, excuse me, has more energy than an Energizer bunny, which is good. You know, it's good for comedy. I think he's just going to bounce right through the roof. Give it up for Jared Cena. There you go. All right, how's everybody doing tonight? Woo! All right, five people in a room. All right, thank God we're doing dirty jokes because that's just going to be my fucking opener. Woo! All right, so I like to carry a picture of my dick with me everywhere I go, right? Not to send it to people. I just like to look at it. You know, I got, we got proper lighting. It got good angles. Really proud of how my penis came out in that pic. But, but when I told this joke at Mutiny Radio last week, the feedback I, they guy got was that I seemed creepy and weird. And honestly, <laughs> dude, honestly, dude, I don't understand it at all. 
Especially when everyone is telling me to love my own body. All right, why is it considered body positivity when a chubby person admires a picture of their own body, but it's weird when I admire a picture of my own dick? Dude, it's a work of art. All three inches of it. Fucking beautiful. Cutest penis you'll ever see. I really want to emphasize, no. I don't, I don't say, <laughs> show it? Dude, I'll fucking do it. <laughs> don't dare me. That, that guy's running out like, don't fucking. <laughs> but, oh my God, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> Ooh, I'm having fun tonight. All right. I really want to emphasize, I haven't sent it to anyone. No girls, all right? I don't need to send it to women to impress them. All right? If I don't want to impress women, I won't send them dick pics. I'll just brag about the fact that I do stand-up comedy. Dude, honestly. <laughs> dude, honestly, dude, I've bombed like every single stand-up set I've ever done. But like that does not stop me from like bragging about it to everyone I know. Like, why not? <laughs> dude, honestly, why not, dude? Like, you sound like a fucking badass. Everyone in this room is a fucking badass. Especially you. You're a fucking badass, the fucking Russian over there. <laughs> yeah, dude, whenever I tell people I, d I do stand-up, they always think I'm like this like talented, charismatic person with like this top-of-the-class sense of humor, but like, nah, dude. I'm just some asshole who signed up for a couple of open mic nights. <laughs> Cooking, um, I'm actually pretty good at that. That's why I like to brag to women, too. Not gonna lie, 100% of the reason why I learned how to cook was so I can impress the Tinder dates I bring back home. Dude, I could give a fuck about learning how to use a stove and a pan, all right? I would be chilling with Hot Pockets and Top Ramen, all right? <laughs> yeah, dude, I still don't even know how to use a kitchen properly. I almost burned down my kitchen the other day trying to make a turkey burger. <laughs> yeah, so I left, my, I left the pan sizzling on for too long, and it had a fuck ton of oil in it, and as soon as I slapped the patty mitt, a fucking five-foot flame came soaring out of it. <laughs> and apparently water does not douse the fire at all. <laughs> it just makes it bigger. I did not know what to do, so my roommate had to come in from her room, and she had to set it off for me. She was really pissed at me. She wouldn't talk to me for two weeks, and I felt really bad. I'll tell you what, though. That burger, fucking amazing, dude. You guys want to make a good burger? Dude, just almost burn down your kitchen. That burger, mwah. I also like to brag about the fact that I do photography. And when I say I do photography, <laughs> and when I say I do photography, what I really mean is that I printed a couple of photos at Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you guys know that kiosk machine? You know, you plug your phone into the machine, you know, you, uh, you print whatever crap you want out of your camera roll. I didn't know how to work that, so a Walgreens lady had to help me out. And it was chilling, like we got it all working out, like it was working fine, but as soon as my phone was plugged into the machine, that fucking dick pic that I was talking about earlier <laughs> just pops up onto the screen and just covers all of it. The worst part was that she didn't even know that was a dick pic. She just asked me if I collected acorns as a hobby. <laughs> Good night, everybody! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Jared! Woo!
you know when I give you the, the light, that means you have one minute left, not that you have to get off this. Okay, for sure. Listen, man, I hate to tell you, but when you tell girls that you do stand-up comedy, they don't think you're talented. <laughs> All right. Is Jesse here? Is he? Is that, would he go outside? Oh, is that you? Oh, okay, my bad. Uh, listen, guys, your next comic is definitely not Japanese. Please give it up for Jesse. Oh, J Jack, everybody. Jack is proof your parents can love you too much. Very cool, man. Dude, you're like Ted Bundy with none of the charisma. That's, that's what you remind me of. Uh, we got this fucking Filipino packing peanut over here. There's nobody in here. I was going to do these jokes, and then I was going to... Should I still do them? Um... Dude, legit watching somebody stream video games <laughs> right now on his fucking phone. Dude, you look like the guy from uh, Prison Break who came out of the closet. You ever get that? No. <laughs> Not even phased, man. Not even phased. Um, did anybody else, when Jared was doing that story about cooking, was, did anybody else be like, dude, there is no way you bring Tinder dates home. Anybody else... No, I believe you, man. You, you're charming and you're like sweet. Um, are you? I don't believe you. There's a kindness behind your eyes that's like very undeniable that you can't hide. Um, dude, I was opening this jar earlier today and I felt super weak because I couldn't open this jar. But then I remembered that I was actually the last person who closed the jar. So then instead I was just hella proud of how strong I was earlier. Wasn't even. Is this ringing thing always there, or is that? Oh, damn, dude, I straight up. Cool. Can we do a workshop for my set? Can I get feedback? Okay, I think that's more valuable for me. So I want to have this. Dude, who was that? Oh, there's somebody else in here. Actually, that makes me more inclined to do jokes. I didn't even know there was anybody back there. Um. Okay, so I have this, I'm trying to write a joke about meditation and how, like, it's a very sexual thing. I think meditation's, like, super sexual. Um, and, and I say, uh, I was, who, well, first of all, who meditates here? Do you, do you meditate? How many times a week do you meditate? You don't seem like it at all. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, dude. Jesus. Well, okay, so everybody knows. What, so what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to, like, have these thoughts in your head and then bring it back to your breath when you realize you've been distracted and you have these thoughts and you bring yourself back to the breath and you have these thoughts. Um, and you're supposed to bring yourself back to the breath as soon as possible. But you ever have, like, a, a thought that's so, like, juicy that you're like, okay, I'm going to come back to the breath, but I'm just going to chill here for a second before I do. So what's, like, an example of that like like i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna think about thick latina milfs for a couple more minutes before i get back what's well, like a thing that in your real life you would like actually like take pause and like hang out there for that thought for a minute i feel that yeah so you dwell on yeah you don't think about sex stuff? Dude, I think about sex maybe 96% of the time when I'm meditating. 
Is that a uniquely me thing? I'm trying to figure out if it's actually relatable. No. Yeah? That's closer to sex than the thing you said. Yeah, you don't want to, like, fidget. This guy hasn't had sex before. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> So, well, I don't want to, like, contrive it to be anything. Like, but to me, it's this. So I, there are two types of thoughts. There's sexual ones, and then there's ones where I'm, like, getting mad at myself for not thinking about my breath. That's the main, the main two that dominate my thinking. Okay. Oh, dude, I, that's that's actually very true. I, so I have a, I also want to do a joke about how when you're meditating, you sit there and you don't want to move and keep your eyes closed for like, what, 20 minutes or whatever, half hour you do it. Um, but do you guys ever do this? Is probably a comic thing where you have like, you think of a, like a, a joke idea and you're like, yeah, yeah. But then you're like, fuck, now I got to keep my eyes closed and tr transfer this from my short to long-term memory. So like what's, I don't know what strategies you guys use, but I like try to, like, I'm like, what makes something move to long-term memory? I was like trying to attach it to like a traumatic event in my life, like that bit, so that like I'll never forget, like all this crazy shit or like a repeat in my head. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. It needs a sp specific example for that to resonate more, I believe. Exactly, exactly. It should be the most trite, horseshit observation that it's just like, oh, what? <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Because then it's like, I'm, I think that this is going to be the greatest joke ever. And then I try it. And then I realize I wasted that whole meditation session thinking about how like, yeah, I got a notebook. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's a tweet that I did that um that did good and then I tried it once and then it never got off. So I saw a guy who had uh, a blender bottle, you know, use shaker bottles for protein shakes and stuff. And it was just filled with water and I was like this dude doesn't even know the H comes blended with the O. Uh, that's stupid. Dude, people don't listen to anybody sat here, man. It makes me so sad. You're just fucking just hanging outside. It's just about no. I don't. I don't care. I legitimately do not care. But that's the attitude is insane, bro. That attitude is crazy. It's not a friend. It's not friend. That's, that's not friendly at all. Oh, that I, I I genuinely appreciate it. But that that attitude is crazy, man. That's okay. That's better though. That's I think that's better, and I think it's fine. Uh, and w whatever it is is fine, but it's it's a culture shock, certainly. No, no, I, I don't care uh, about it anymore. Yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. But it's all contextual, and especially if there's nobody else there, I'm I would be inclined to to stay longer. Yeah, but. I'm not. I'm no saint. I probably, you know, I, I don't. I don't know if I practice what I preach, but it's, it, it's definitely a different thing. I think that's <laughs> part of the reason. I'm sad that other Asian guy left. 
Did you really think that guy was Korean? How can you not tell? Okay, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I'll be here Monday, too, man. I think there's a thing here Monday, too, right? Sweet, man. I'll see you guys there. Um, here? When? Really? Is it, does anybody show up? I'll be here, dude. I didn't know that. Thank you. I'm on some fucking um, Oakland comedy competition tomorrow. The one where it's like four minute sets or something. Um, okay. Oh, okay. This is my new joke that I, I'm excited about. So I say, <coughs> you guys can probably tell just by looking at me that I'm in ketosis right now. I think that's very funny. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's chill, man. Dude, it's, it, yeah, so it, ketosis before, and I'm like, well, I fucking was. I, I accidentally had a blueberry, now I'm fucked. Now I'm just a guy who ca- who drinks butter casually for no reason, right? Because you, like, you drink butter with your coffee on keto. But then if you're not in keto, all the things that were healthy within the co- context of keto, it's actually unhealthy, like bacon and cream and butter and all these things. So this, like dramatic shift from what was once the thing guiding your diet to like this thing that's now hurting you i think there's a f- there must be a funnier way to say it because it like gets a laugh but it's not like yeah what what what's the let's see. <sighs> yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Just pranking people on keto. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's good. Dude, that actually reminded me of uh, something you could do, Jared. I think the angle of like a uh, a fat person like showing that their like their body like they're proud of it is uh, is a good metaphor for an. Asian person specifically being proud of their small dick because you said a, a person I think if you make it uh, more specific to Asians I think that's cool and it's easier to like it's more palatable cool I, I like it man I think it's a very apt metaphor because like you're shaming what like an Asian guy for like being proud of their small cock even though like they should be proud of their small cocks be proud of your small cock hell yeah dude all right, cool, man. Thanks. What a good-looking guy. All right, guys. As soon as Jesse got off the stage, the crowd came inside. That might be, you know, people hate Japanese people, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going down the hole now. Listen, your next comic, I honestly, I met him today. He seems like a great guy. He's very funny. He has lots of jokes that he's going to tell you tonight. Give it up for Sam Labuti. How's everyone doing tonight? All four of you. You're doing good. You're doing good. Everyone else is not doing good. That's fine. I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, things have been weird for me lately. Pretty good. Honestly, making a lot of changes. I just got a new apartment, which is cool. Um, the apartment is nice, but every time I'm outside smoking a cigarette, there's always this guy who lives near me who always bothers me, and I fucking hate this guy. And one time, I'm sitting in my backyard just kind of minding my own business, 
and this guy just strolls into my backyard. And this is how I know I have some level of social anxiety, because as soon as I see this man, my first thought isn't, why is this guy in my backyard? My first thought is, I don't want to have to fucking talk to this guy right now. And so he comes up to me, he's like, you smoke weed? I'm like, not anymore. He's like, you do coke? And I was like, sometimes. And so he busts out a crack pipe and begins to smoke crack in front of me. And he's like, you want some, man? I was like, nah, I can't. I got a drug test coming up soon, which isn't fucking true. I don't know why I felt like I had to give this guy a valid enough excuse of why I didn't want to smoke crack with him in my backyard. And he looks at me and he said the greatest fucking thing I've ever heard. And he said, come on, man. It's Saturday. Because, of course, we all know Saturday is for smoking crack. That's right. We're all aware of the weekly smoking of the crack, right? This guy is fucking obviously involved in that shit. But I don't know. I'm making a lot of changes. Like I said, I got the new apartment. I got a new job. My new job is cool, but I'm working from home, which is weird. It's definitely an adjustment. It's a lot different than other jobs I've had. Definitely notice working from home. There's a way more lenient masturbation policy. That's definitely one thing. Uh, it's kind of weird. I kind of like my new job, but I kind of miss my old job. Like, the people I used to work with were very interesting. Like, I didn't like any of them. I fucking hated these people, but they were at least very interesting people. Like, this one guy I worked with, he used to always call me Boo for some reason. And I thought, like, all right, this is this guy's thing. He just calls people he knows Boo. And then I started to notice he was only calling me Boo. Like, he came up to me one day, he was walking down the hall, and he's like, hey, what's up, Boo? And I was like, hey, man. And then this lady walked by, and he looked at her, and he went, Hello, Barbara. I was just like, all right. Either this guy thinks my name is Boo or we're in love, you guys. That's going to be a June wedding for me and my Boo. But uh, I don't know. I'm trying to make a lot of changes. Like I said, uh, I'm trying to lose weight. I don't know. I'm kind of fat. I feel like I don't really like to tell fat jokes, though. Part of me feels like maybe if I don't mention it, you guys won't notice. Um... Yeah, but I've noticed every time I walk into a corner store, the guy behind the uh, fucking counter looks at me and goes, What's up, big guy? It's like, all right, well, you just kind of started off this conversation by insulting me. That's sort of what's up. People don't do that with other people. No one ever walks into a corner store and someone looks at them and goes, What's up, Lyme disease? How do you do, vitiligo? People don't fucking do that. I don't know. But I've always been kind of fat, I guess. I don't know. I feel like the only way I can compete in the Olympics is that they introduce a new category called competitive depression. Gold medal every single goddamn time for me. But if I want to lose weight, I should probably stop drinking so much. Clap for me if you like to drink. Anyone? Yeah. Um, I feel like everyone who drinks has that one story at the time that shit just got way out of hand, you know? My story is like a few years ago, my buddy called me up. He's like, man, you got to come to this party. It's going to be dope. You got to come. And I kind of had this stomach bug, so I wasn't sure if I should go. He's like, nah, you got to come. There's going to be these girls there. One of them I feel like you would really hit it off with. You should meet her. And I was like, all right, I'm kind of sick, but I can probably drink a little bit and be okay. And some of you probably know how this story ends. Uh, I went to this party, instantly started pounding shots to calm the nerves. And I started to notice I was feeling more sick. And my idea was, maybe if I drink more, it'll numb the sickness. And at a certain point this night, I'm fucking shit-faced. These girls finally arrive. And as soon as they enter the room, I leap from my chair and I yell, you're here! And I run towards them. And I jump in the air and perform this aerial twirl. And mid-air, I shit my pants and black out. Now, I feel like it's really important to view this from their perspective. You know, these three young, attractive girls walking to the party. And they walk in. And as soon as they walk in, this very large, drunken man that they do not know charges them and performs this mid-air pirouette where he proceeds to shit his pants and maybe die. 
it's not exactly the best first impression, you guys, but uh, plot twist did get laid that night, so that is a fucking lie. <laughs> I love telling that because there's always a guy in the audience who's like, yeah, good for you, as if that would fucking happen, as if these three young attractive girls are going to walk in the party scoping out the dudes. One of them is just going to turn to their friend like, hey, I call dibs on the dude who shit himself. That's not how that works at all. Thank you. I'm Sam Labuti. Thank you so much. No worries. Yeah, yeah. We're going quick now. It's Luke up next. Give it up for Luke Moore. Oh. Row, 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 V Wade. <laughs> abortion, abortion, abortion. Abortion, 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 abortion. Hello, welcome, everybody. Nice thank you, thank you. Um, now I'm self conscious. Um, <laughs> no, man, see, I'm a substitute teacher, and, you know, it's a, it's an okay job as long as you're okay with children cussing at you, and you can't cuss back at them. It's like, they'll be like, you ain't shit, bitch. You know, and you just have to be like, I'm so disappointed in you. You know, you can't cuss at them. You have to be like, go sit in gosh darn seat right now, darn it, bitch. You know, no, you can't even do this. I messed it up. You know, you're not supposed to cuss at them. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's weird. It's like kids, they're not really like in- intelligible usually like... Even if they're like 13, they'll just be like, they can't really formulate sentences. They'll try to roast you, but they just can't say anything. Like this girl today, she was, she was, she was mad at me and she was saying like, oh, your fucking, oh, your hairline. Oh, you got, you got two triangles on your head and you, you're going to get, you're going to get an appointment for a, a barber and get another triangle cut in your head. It's like, what the fuck does that even mean? You know what I'm saying? It's like these little kids. These little tykes. Sometimes, like, they're even worse than that. And they'll be like, oh, your fucking face. Oh, you'll just, oh, your face. Oh, just your face. Like, you're just, they're just, like, viscerally disgusted by my face, you know. So it's a pretty good roast. It makes me feel self-conscious, I'm going to be honest. You know, I'm looking in the mirror, like, do I have triangles in my hair? Like, what the fuck? Anyways. Yeah, uh, kids. You know, these kids. Uh, we, uh, music fans. Y'all like music? All right, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. Uh, what about Lincoln Park? Y'all like Lincoln Park? Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. So you know, like two years ago, uh, their singer, uh, you know, quit. <laughs> anyway, so they need a new singer. They should look for for their new singer on LinkedIn and rename the band LinkedIn Park. <laughs> right. All right, that'd be good. All right, I got one more for y'all. Got one more for y'all. All right. Uh, you know uh, Prince. Yes. You know how tall Prince is. Negative, yeah, negative six feet tall. All right. Well, the the DJ. You know what? DJ got it right. Congratulations! I'm all done. Let's bring Jack back. Now give it up for Hunter Uniac. Yes. Keep it going for your host, everybody. I said, keep it going for your host, everybody. That's right. Because you guys like that jo- uh, lo- uh, joke from Luke. That's a tongue twister. Because you guys like that joke from Luke. I'm uh, half white and half Filipino, which means I'm 100% white at heart and 100% Filipino on paper, you know, for college reasons. <laughs> Did they work? No, that's why I'm doing fucking stand-up right now. I guess the point is I'm so white, I leave Yelp reviews for my drug dealers. 
You know, I'm so white, my favorite rapper was the singer from Linkin Park. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to go through the rest of that joke. I, um, wh why are you saying sorry, man? It was a good joke. No, don't say sorry. Like, the only reason to say sorry is because you look like a white supremacist. That's the only reason. All right, that's mean. I uh, got a girlfriend recently, guys. Woo! Yeah, thank you, thank you. I treat her like a goddess, and I'm an atheist, which means I don't believe in her. You know, that's fun, though, guys. I, uh, let's go with this. Anybody here, uh, older sibling? Anybody got little brothers, little sisters? Woo! Fuck yes. I just feel like you're going woo for everything, <laughs> you know? Like, when I asked for little brother and little sister, you were wooing because you're the little brother and little sister, you know? But no, I, 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 I'm an older brother. I got two little siblings. It's weird how my dad asked me how I wanted to be a big brother. Like, he sat down on the edge of my bed when I was three years old, you know? He was awkwardly playing with my baseball, you know, mitt, and he was just like, hey, son, would you like to be a big brother? That's a weird question to ask a three-year-old. You know, he pretty much just asked me, like, hey, son, do I have your permission to raw dog your mom for the next three months? You know, it's a weird thing to, like, my biggest problem was learning shapes, and now he's giving me all the control of the Chinese government. You know, it just doesn't make any fucking sense, man. It doesn't. He, he asked me, like, can you raw dog your mom? And I was like, I'm three years old. I don't know what raw dog means. So I was like, oh, you can't eat raw hot dog, dad. You're going to get sick. And he goes, uh, no, your mom's going to be the one puking for the next three months. Also, don't call me daddy. It's going to ruin the fucking mood tonight. It's weird. That's a true story. Trying to figure that shit out. Because like, it's repressed, you know? Every time I say that joke, it hurts a little bit. It does, though. Hurt my mom more, though. Because, you know, birth. All right. I, uh... Hey, do you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? Yeah? You guys are cool. Fucking weird, but fucking cool. All right, I'll leave you with this. I, um, before I met this girl, I uh, only slept with single mothers. Didn't happen on purpose. Just kind of happened. You know, you know what's the best part about sleeping with single moms? The snacks. <laughs> They're amazing. One time after the act, this woman gave me a fruit by the foot, and I had to split it with her because it was the only way she was going to get six inches that night. All right, guys, it's my time. Keep going for your host, everyone. Alright, your headliner, Ernest Evangelista! I wanna, what about my wife? Is, ah, my wife is so Thanks, man. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Hunter. Thanks, guys. Thanks for staying. Uh, Alright, I'm gonna leave you guys with really quick jokes. Um, are you guys here about these school shooters? Uh, there's so many school shootings happening nowadays. You ever wonder, like, if two shoot school shooters showed up at the same place, would they have a Mexican school shooter standoff? Like, hey, I came to this school first, man. Well, I was bullied here in third grade. Well, I was touched by a priest. Draw out your AR-15 right now. Let's shoot it out. There's, like, so many school shootings. It's, like, Dayton, Ohio, El Paso, Texas. The Gilroy Garlic Festival. Doesn't that sound like the worst band tour you ever been on? Like, who wants to go there, man? I probably shouldn't be making jokes about school shooters since I look like America's ex-op school shooter. But you guys ever think, right, these kids get bullied so much, they end up shooting up the school? But has anyone ever tried bullying them while they're shooting up the school? You know, like Billy throws a pipe bomb down the hallway and yell, Hey, Billy, you still throw like a girl. 
Or you're like, I'm behind a classroom door and he shoots a hole through it. And you're like, look, Billy, that's the glory hole your mom sucks a dick through. Also, you look fat in a trench coat. And you're probably going to die a virgin. You're probably going to die a virgin. Okay, I'm going to leave you guys with that. You guys have a good night, man. That's it, everyone. We got another show starting so we can get the fuck out of here. Thank you and good night. <laughs>